You know, delivering excellence is more than just 18 wheels moving products around the country. Trucking is complex, and its people are passionate. Accommodating a diverse driving workforce, ever-changing regulations, supply chain demands, and new technologies all present their own challenges, but in trucking, the creative and the innovative succeed. Let's understand the people that drive and support the trucking industry, and welcome to Garner Trucking's Beyond the Cab. Hello and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Cab. Today it is my great honor to talk about one of my favorite topics of all time. Uh, I am a giant, giant music fan. Uh, I have uh, a tremendous collection. I'm an audiophile uh, and I have probably 250 stories that no one cares to hear that I could tell uh, regarding music and, and all the things that I just love about it. Uh, today, we're having uh, the opportunity to talk to two of our drivers. It's a driver-certified Garner band. And with me today is Brian Wildman and Andy Noreen, the two creators, the inventors of this project, to talk to us today about an amazing, amazing project this has turned into. I, I just I think it's so cool. So both Brian and Andy, welcome to both of you. Thanks Thank for you, Tim. Thanks for having us, Tim. Great to be here. So, you know, I have to. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm hitting you with one music story, and then this it's gonna be all yours. This morning on my way in, <clears throat> I had uh, a song come on the radio. Um, at the time, I probably would have been about nine or ten years old. Uh, David Bowie's uh, "Modern Love" came on my my stereo on, on the way into work, and immediately it took me back to that nine ten years of age. I had requested for Christmas a couple of 45s, you know, for those of you that are old enough to know what a 45 <laughs> is. Um, it's a you know single version of, of that song. And um, I had uh, a grandmother. I was fortunate enough to have a grandmother that lived right across the street. And every year she was the grandmother that would buy you pajamas. She'd buy you the socks that you need, the underwear that you need. That's what you got for Christmas. Right. Except this one year. Uh, this one year, she had decided to go out and buy me two 45s. One of those two 45s was that David Bowie, Modern Love single. And that just kind of resonates in me now today at 51 years of age, that impact of music and what it does, how it transports you, how it takes you to somewhere else or reminds you of something else, provides your history, your memory, um, and and uh, uh, probably another thousand different feelings. That's what I love about music. So, Andy, I want to start with you. What do you love about music? Why? Wh- when it comes to music, what's your background? What do you love about it? Share with us. Well, Tim, let me start by saying it's really hard. It's really hard to find someone who don't like music. And I grew up in a, in the Caribbean in a very diverse culture where there's lots of different types of music and foods and people and I'm open-minded to diversity and when I migrated to the US with my mom I noticed the same thing here there's a lot of diversity with music and then when I started working for this company I noticed that a lot of people have family and friends who are into trucking you know, as a truck driver or associated with the trucking industry somehow. So they have ideas about uh, 
you know how we work hard and what we do truck drivers we responsible for the groceries that you know they get in the grocery stores the pharmacies and stuff like that and uh, with that said there's some people who totally don't and they see the truck as huge on the road and intimidating at times so uh, they don't they don't have you know appreciated they're not appreciative that much about it so I was thinking how could I help how could I break the stigma and the only thing I can come up with is music it's like a common ground everyone likes music and there's some everyone has a genre you know mm-hmm. of music like you just you were talking about yours right and then that's why I came up with the idea and uh I met with Brian one day while fueling up in the shop, and I know he's on the DAB, the Drivers Association Board, and I talked to him about it, and uh, we both came together and we did the vision statement, and then produced it to you. And we got good response, and and so from then we uh we we went we went forward to a survey, which we got good response from the employees, and we did the flyer, and. As to date, we got like, let's say, if correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, six, seven people mm-hmm. active. Yeah, yeah. I hopped on the first call just to kind of see what was crack-a-lacking. I was, I was driving, so I couldn't do the Zoom portion of things, but it was uh, um, well-attended and, and organized. Um, Brian, from your, from your perspective, what, what's your background with music and and? You know, what are the things you like? Where did it start for you, this this passion for music? Well, and it really started very early, probably with Andy too, but uh, and, and you as well, Tim, but uh, my parents remember me dancing around the coffee table, you know, to uh, Soul of Spain, which is <laughs> <laughs> all those great 1950s, uh, you know, uh, 33 and a third. You were talking about 45s, you know, the, the LPs back in the day. And uh, they had a Magnavox uh big one console with a big 18 inch uh, woofer in it and uh, I was like put my I was like the dog like Victor RCA Victor so I, so I kind of got me into the bass area there but um, so music came I, I just it, it just it, it grabs you doesn't it Andy it just it just grabs you and uh, like that Bowie thing this morning you know the the, the recording there just takes you back to another place and, and uh, a good a good vibe and one thing that Andy had mentioned to me when we were first talking about this was and and I, I credit Andy with this was uh, trying to change uh, the um, maybe the public perception of, of driving of truck driving specifically um, and uh, through music you know it is a it is a universal language and there's so many elements of this was and trying to get uh, Andy Andy alluded to it but to kind of get a different you know get, uh, get a public perception a different public perception of drivers kind of another dimension of, of drivers um, and uh, to kind of help that along uh, we're, we've got a I mean you could tell us better Tim how diverse this uh, driving uh, population is now in the United States versus and, and, what and it used to be. Searching to to be more diverse. Correct. You know, I th- I think as an industry, um, we really have embraced the understanding that it takes all of us, you know, working together to be successful. 
And uh, what we've been able to accomplish as an industry is a pretty amazing thing. Really, at the end of the day, it affects every single person. It does. Right? It at, does. at the end of the day, you know, we a few years back, everybody found out how important we are because we could deliver toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> We're still just as important today. That's right. That's right. Uh, we still provide those goods and services that we all need. So why, why shouldn't the consumer community be reflective? You know, that diversity within the consumer community be as reflective in in our driving community right to, you know to that end and i think um uh, kudos to to the two of you for for taking a look and, and andy if we need to credit you for that i want to credit you for that that diversity piece of things that image yes uh, of the trucking industry right. such an important detail that has got to be at the forefront of every driver's mind as they're out on the road each and every day we know how the attitude of the general motor public is around big trucks. We're in the way. We're bothering them. You know those types of things. For not everyone, but for the, uh, the there's a, a majority, I would say. And um, so to have something that's been driver created, driver driven, uh, that that says we're just the same. We. Um, laugh love play together right right yes um and 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 we're normal in every other way so just remember that when you're you know going down the road (laughs) that's right right just remember that that's right do um andy do you have a type of music you most enjoy either listening to or playing is there you know kind of a favorite genre for you yeah i like i like r&b pop music uh Especially when it's a remix, you know. Okay. Uh, in general, I like upbeat music. Sure. It doesn't matter if it's in favorite band or anything, or. Um, I wouldn't say so. I like all different kinds of music. Sure. Most most people who love music do. Yeah. Right. I, it's hard to choose. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, yeah, and it, sometimes it depends on the day and the mood I'm in. Yes, right. Exactly. Brian, what about you? I, I'm very very similar. I like all kinds of music. I had the, my first quote unquote professional. <laughs> professional gig at age 15 no kidding uh, uh, back uh, this dates me but uh, American uh, Revolution Bicentennial Commission or ARBA I think it was called but uh, to celebrate uh, the Bicentennial and uh, I was part of a Don Brockett production Don uh, was uh, Chef Tell on uh, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood okay then, yeah he was out of the Pittsburgh area and uh, pretty well known back in that area and brought a lot of people along so um he had a production that he put together and i was uh, my best friend from high school who had transferred from huntsville great uh place professionally now his wife uh, does stage direction for, for broadway but um they uh we we did that together and it was a, a nice start to a journey that uh, took in a lot of different things i also liked uh I was very motivated by um, up with people, you know. But when when uh, Andy was talking about the upbeat part of that, I remember that the, all the cultural changes that were going on in the '60s. Yeah. Kind of again dating myself, but remembering kind of as like a little kid looking and then going to Con- Constitution Hall and seeing up with people and seeing kind of a real positive uh, spin on on culture and what what uh, what can be and the true uh, diversity and, and dynamic of of uh, people pressing forward and getting it done and uh, there were three brothers um, the Caldwell brothers that were the uh, impetus and creative 
uh, songwriting team to that group. And so it was a band within a band. Uh, and Andy and I talked about the the positives of having a band, kind of a band within a band, a, a genesis, uh, so to speak, okay. and uh, to really get this thing going. Well, I think that, uh, um, you know, I've kind of said it a couple of times, but there's uh, a lot of, most, well, almost every, actually every program uh, that, that Garner's put together. It is um, someone from management that's responsible for its um, execution, success, those types of things. When this idea came forward, I really wanted to think about that a minute because um, I'm, you know, uh, uh, not not to the grand stage that that Brian describes, but I'm a performing musician still. I enjoy um, uh, going out and, and and playing at a club or an event or those types of things. Um, but I wanted to be real, very careful to not kind of inject that the management is managing the band and, um, you know, having too heavy a say more. Uh, I wanted the company side of things to be the support and let the driver and drivers be kind of the, the ball in motion, so to speak. And uh, go ahead, Andy. Yeah, we appreciate that this company gave us the opportunity to, to do that and support us in that. Exactly. And I was even thinking that we can extend this to all staff and members. Uh, the, yeah, of absolutely. The because they, you know, the staff, we would have a good singer or musician. And for the trucking industry uh, overall, eventually, if another company choose to follow suit and think the band is, you know, would, would do something like this to the company, mm -hmm. you know, promote. Uh, you know, break the stigma a little bit. Uh, that's my objective. So, I, I will tell you this. So, um, we have been a part of the Best Fleets program for the last seven years. Um, but uh, uh, you know, every year we try to um, we try to make the company a little better, and um, a little better in lots of different ways. So it's not all focused on one area of attention. It's these these smaller things, I think the the fundamentals and the foundation of the organization are pretty strong, and uh, what what you need to do is improve uh, company culture in in um, providing those programs and systems that that are going to help support your employees. And I think what's so special about this one, and as it relates to Best Fleets, we uh, you go through a, it's a, a long process to be a part of the program. Uh, it starts with a 50 some odd page questionnaire uh, that that has to be filled out. And part of the 50, in fairness, the best fleets is the responses that you have to give um, to those to those questions. Um, and then there's an interview process for our staff and for our management. And then the final piece to that is uh, driver surveys. And um, one of the things that came out this year is you know this Garner Band. And to be able to kind of, I feel, elevate things a little bit, that this is a driver-driven program, that they're making the selections on what type of music they're going to do. They're organizing the meetings and the, and the practices and the conversation with that and watching what you, you two have been able to do over the last two or three months is really just an amazing thing. And I'm so excited for this group to be able to, be pulling this off that it's something that is happening that that, that you're moving forward 
uh, and knowing what the end game is, is that we can get on stage and and uh, and, and perform for either our our friends and family uh, or out at events within the community. I think I, I think is a pretty righteous goal, um, and we fully support that. So, what really are you hoping to achieve, short and long term, though, with this band? What what's what's the end game? Well, what I noticed him while talking to co-workers in regards to the, the band, um, and they, most people, including myself, would have played an instrument back in high school, college, and, you know, didn't ever get a chance to continue because of everyday life and, you know, working and stuff. And with this opportunity with a the band, they can actually fit it in while working for the, the trucking company. And that's what I noticed. And they, everyone's uh, trying to join because they can pick up a little slack and continue their music, playing the instruments. Brian is a music coach. He can help with that. And uh, people can continue aspiring and do like an extracurriculum while they're working with the company. Mm-hmm. And that's an achievement right there by itself for me. Agree. Just to see the future and head that way, you know. I, you know, you bring up an interesting point, and you know, so much of my life I relate back to music. Um, there's a lyric by John Lennon that says, "Life is is what happens while you're busy making other plans." And I think to your point, um, those forgotten dreams or those those skills that we had at a younger age that we didn't get to embrace in adulthood because life is what happens <laughs> so it's a great outlet for that do you do you feel this is more about um i know we discussed that representation of, of what the trucking industry means to the community um do you see this as a sense or a source for unity uh between drivers and staff and management and in all, all parts in between do you see this as a therapy for uh, mental health, well-being, those types of things, which is an important topic all on its own. All of those things. I came. think all of those. Yeah, I agree. All of those things came to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last Zoom meeting we had, the first actual band meeting we had, uh, Ashton, who is a member of the band, he 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 did say it's like a dream come true, and and I know what he meant. He meant that he can work and pursue his music. Yeah, he it was a, a very sincere statement. I heard I heard yes. him say that. He says sometimes you, they things come from places that you would never expect them to yeah. to, to come from. So I think that's what makes this such a beautiful thing. I I, I I can't say it enough. The fact that this is a driver driven program just just it makes alone. me it makes me happy. <laughs> I, honest, I <laughs> really honestly think happy. it's uh, everyone in the in the company, all staff members. This is how I want it to be in the future, because we have talents with, within all departments. Exactly yes, right. It's just not drivers only. You know, we have uh, people in the office, people in the shop, uh, their families too. Might be future drivers, f- future workers in the office, and uh, that's how I see it. Yep, I, I would agree with that. That's handed down to the next generation of drivers and staff members. So tell me this. How has this process been? I mean, it's really, it's the two of you that have been driving the bus here. How's the process been so far? 
Well, it's been good, too, and we made progress. And with, with the help of this company and accepting our ideas, uh, we made a lot of progress. As to date, we have seven members, and mm-hmm. we, we're looking for more. And, they and I think there'll be people that will come, come in after they'll see that this yeah, is a thing. I agree that with that, is. too. I, I, think, I think the key to this is going to be... Um, not so much uh, as much uh, drum banging as we can do, no pun intended. Right. Um, but the proof is in the pudding, right. and once people start to see what's actually happening here, and even with the the the, the initial call, uh, you could hear this spent this kind of spark of excitement with it. It's very cool, very cool. Any specific inf- instruments at this time that you feel like you're lacking or that you need? Um, you know, it's a good good platform to be able to call out those folks and call. say, "Hey, maybe a steel drum, yeah, <laughs> some steel drum, yeah, yeah, yeah." Jimmy Buffett, if you listen to Jimmy Buffett, he uh, he had a lot of steel pan in the yep. background right. with the Caribbean music style. Yep, it'd be nice to have to have that. Uh, absolutely, it, it there's a, a there's song. a uh, band here in um, Finley at the high school called Pantasia. Okay, and that's the world they're living in. That's it's that's all. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? Well, both. It all depends how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> but guitar, guitarists, calling all guitarists. Okay. We, we, we certainly. That's odd too, because they're the yeah, they're yeah, the low like, hanging fruit. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> I know. It's like, come on, guitarists. They so. can't all be cool like drummers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. Or bass players. Or, or bass players, yeah. right. right? I grew up in Trinidad and Tobago, and uh, I think that's the most southern island in the Caribbean. Okay. And, uh, See, it's the, Caribbean, Brian. The steel band, the steel pan was created in Trinidad. They started with the old drums, and then this eventually they started fine tuning it, and it became an instrument, a national Such instrument. Such a great sound, too. Yeah, we had one in our high school, and we can actually play on it anytime. Okay. If you wanted one, you can. They would grant you one, and they will replace it because. Uh, they thought everyone should learn to play it because it was created in Trinidad. Sure. That's pretty cool. Um, so, you know, if you if you had to convince someone that needed convincing, what would you say? And I'll this is open up to both of you. What would you say to convince someone to join the group? I would say uh, just go for it. Um, you know, we have each other's back. The, the members of the, the band, um, there is our, already a cohesion, you can tell, and, and we, um, we have each other's back as drivers, as a company, and we, and we know that uh, going forward, we're gonna, we're gonna put them in, we're gonna have your back, uh, it, whether it be the rhythm section driving, driving the solo out there, or the singer that's, ha- you know, it takes all of us, but I, I would say uh, just, just, uh, Give it a try, you know. If it's not your thing, that's fine. Uh, we have a lot of people like Andy said that love music, and music is a healer too. I agree. Uh, it allows you to get um, into a, a space and a place uh, that sometimes you just can't get through a conversation. I mean, you have a musical conversation in that regard, right? Um, so uh, that's a huge element to this too. You know, we're all we're, we're not islands. You know, I. I remember the uh, the Paul Simon tune I am a rock right I am an <laughs> right? island sometimes it really feels like it. Paul Simon was a truck driver because he understood what, yeah. it, what it is to yeah. be out here 
all this. That's rock. exactly right. But um, but uh, no, we we have each other's back, and uh, give it give it a try. We will work with you. We will find your your pitch, your uh, your comfort zone. We will work within that comfort zone to make you shine and help you shine. So, nice. Yeah. It certainly lets the guard down a little bit. Yeah, and so far, all the members of the band so far that I talk to, they're all like, I'm not perfect. I can't sing too well. I can't play the instruments too well. It's been a long time. That's what this band is all about. Yeah. Helping you out to excel. I think that's a natural result Mm -hmm. of playing in a group situation because you're going to have a musician that's better than you are. You're going to have a musician that may not be quite as good as what you are. And that push and pull, that's what makes, I think, a band successful. Um, I started uh, started playing in bands probably about the same time as you, Brian, 15, 16 years of age. And um, had you know some limited success, nothing that's, you know, to write home about, but um, played some gigs and did some things and got, you know, got in some clubs when I was 18. That was a big deal, right? right. Um, but at the end of the day, the one thing that I noted uh, after about a break, four or five year break, uh, in my mid 20s, uh, mid to late 20s, I joined a band with a group of friends that had been in other bands. We were in a band together years ago when I was a teenager, and time had gone on. And the one thing that I noted immediately within the first six months of being together, one, how much better we all had gotten over time and how much better my playing had become, not because I was some incredible drummer, but because I was being pushed by the people that were writing songs to be more creative, to keep up with that creativity. So uh, to your point, Andy, I think you're, you're spot on with that. Uh, it, it shouldn't be a matter of fear that I don't play very well or I'm a little pitchy or whatever that. Who cares, right? Yeah, and what I turned to them and I told them, I said, hey, you're the band. You are the band. Because they were worried that they weren't in a band for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this is what it's all about. And I, and I did say to them on that Zoom meeting, I say, well, you are the band. You're part of the band. You'll, you're going to make the band. And then we're going to have more people in the company join the band. And the band will excel. And the band will li- survive. I agree. So any specific uh, uh, kind of guidelines, requirements, genres you're going to play, things you're going to stay away from, or is it any, anything can happen? Kind of upbeat, right, Andy? Upbeat and what's uh, the band the band members what they uh, what they would do well in okay. each, each individual. So off of the skill set, based on the skill set of the individuals, yes. right? And and there's people that uh, you know you think about a place, a location, somewhere that you're from, and maybe the song was written about the experience of that place, and so we want to be true to that. And I agree with Andy. I think some of the Best things are to take a song and rework it, yeah. rearrange it. I love that. It. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Remix it, uh, give it a different uh, 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 breath. Breathe, and breathe I'm glad you guys mentioned direction. that because we might have people who can write a song. That's true. They yeah, might you not want to join the band, but within the company, they might be a good writer. Right. So we take in that too. Yeah, well, and create something brand new. I I think to your point, I I literally had this conversation this weekend. My life swirls around music. 
uh, I think it's um, we were we were having a conversation because I had turned on the television. There was a Journey song that was playing on a commercial, but the way that the Journey song was done, it was a bit more stifled from the original. It had this a, a smidge of a slower pace or more maybe exciting pace to it, as, is what I should say. Uh, and they had, you know, obviously the music didn't quite match what the the lyrics were, but you you definitely knew what song it was. And um, I said to my wife, I said, you know what's interesting is how many songs now you hear in commercials, in movies, television, where they'll take some, you know, 70s or 80s classic song and strip it down to the point where you can't identify it. The lyrics are so slow and um, almost creepy. And, you know, it's all done for effect, right? But that effect is working and it's done with music that's, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years old in some cases. It just, it, it goes to the same staying power of music and, and songwriting and what you can do with it. And, and I think that's... Uh, I think that's a great idea to be able to rethink and reimagine songs. I, I've always appreciated that. Um, so we know we've been on some calls, or we've had a call. We know we've got seven members. What's what's next? So Andy and I were just talking about this. Uh, you know, the us all being uh, in different locations makes it very challenging and yes. I wanted to bring this up I know as far as uh, getting together the technology is great but uh, we are still not able to do real-time <laughs> uh, totally synced uh, separate practice space but be totally synchronized to do a virtual practice session right so but we do have uh, great tools in in the sense that we could share ideas we can talk through and play our part out to share that with the other individuals so there is some the give and take it, it kind of very very similar to a songwriter two people or two or three getting in a room and and, yep. and going back and forth and so that's that's what the technology gives us now well and i agree you know that's one of those things that a lot of bands you know you'll you'll have uh, one of the two songwriters is living on the West Coast, the other's living on the East Coast, right. and somehow they can still manage to record something, you know, to the point of we're publishing, putting this out, we're producing this, and, right. and uh, it's it, we do. We live in great times to be able to have that connectivity and do the things we need to do without being right in front of each other. Exactly. The other piece is getting together uh, physically in the same space. Yeah. Uh, and that that can be can be a challenge when we're all doing different loads in different locations you know we have this and so if if uh, at the end of the day the customer comes first it's customer driven you know and mm -hmm. we are a trucking company that is very customer focused and very successful um, but if we can find uh, a way where we can maybe every three weeks or so get in the same room and and uh, get together and 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 make music together I see you uh, talking about that song, Tim, on my own. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tom yeah. McDonald and help me out. What's oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, on my own. Yeah, I, I remember that that uh, kind of a power ballad. From yeah, from yeah. different yeah. states, and they sang it together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it's it's impressive what you can do now. Yeah. But I know entire albums get written uh, with you know band members on one one coast and the the rest of them on another coast. It's crazy. Right. You know how how detailed you can you can be and make things sound like you're all in the same room. 
And that was cool. way back. I mean, and look, we can do it now with, uh, with modern, ease. Yes. Yeah. Modern equipment, and accessibility, and help with the company. Well, I think probably the most important question I can ask today is if I'm a member of uh, the Garner team and I want to get involved with the Garner band, how do we do that? Call Andy or myself. Yeah, join the Zoom calls and uh, let us know uh, what your skills are and talents. If you can play an instrument or want to learn to play an instrument or if you can sing, uh, we put in the band together, we'll, we'll fit you in. That's what it's all about. So and then we can we can give out that information as far as contact information if you if you just call our you know operations folks or right. HR that we're all kind of versed and, and know this is happening and and want to be supportive of it and I'm looking forward to tremendous success with this program I, I can already see the sparks of life that are happening with it and it's extremely exciting I don't you know I get fired up about a lot but I'm really fired up about this I think it's tremendous. And uh, just appreciate, uh, Andy and Brian, your time today and the time that you've put in to get things to this point. And I'm so excited to enjoy the ride of where we're headed with things. And, and thank you for to ownership and, and management of Garner for, for allowing us this opportunity. Yeah, with, thanks, with Andy. We appreciate you having us, giving us the opportunity to do it. It gives, gives a, a, great, a great model and a great look for the trucking industry in total, and I, I is there I a royalty check involved in? This? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I guess back from that response. And the little my, girl said no. something about a check. <laughs> I believe. Well, I'm hoping the next time you know the public view, uh, see a truck driver coming down the road, they'll they'll view him in a different way. That's where it all started with me as yep. a truck driver. I, I think uh, right. I think appropriate to finish that way, gentlemen. I want to thank both of you for your time. I appreciate the effort. And uh, you've been listening to another edition of Beyond the Cab.